1: Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, an instant reaction edition of the podcast. David Lake, joined as always by Gabby Urrutia. Uh, It's another Denny's Parking Lot edition because we are going to give an instant reaction to Paradise Camp 2021. Plenty of stuff to dive into here, Gabby. Um, So let's just do it. Let's jump in. I think we should start with the five star, right? Uh, Shamar Stewart we kind of knew he was expected to be at the camp he was there didn't work out but he was there hanging out. Um, Gabby how big was it that Miami got him on campus for what the fifth time in in the month of June?
2: Yeah it it was absolutely huge Uh, you know you want to stack those visits you want to get five stars on campus as much as possible so you know just getting Shamar back and just you know watching him hang out I think was a I think it was big. I think it was really big for Miami and, you know, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't hurt having a couple, a couple guys there that were just recently drafted in the first round. You know, Greg Russo, Jalen Phillips walking around, uh, you know, he had conversations with those guys and then you got Calais Campbell, you know, just a 14 year NFL vet, uh, an all pro type of type of guy and just, uh, you know, have those guys in his ear uh, definitely doesn't hurt. So I know that, I know he had, he was able to have conversations with all those guys and, that, that's a big deal. I don't know where else he's going to get that, where he's going to have the, an opportunity to, you know, be around those types of people. So, you know, just the fact that, again, the crystal ball sort of started to trend towards Miami, uh, even if it even if it is with a low confidence. But, you know, and then just continuing to stack those visits and then to have an experience like this, I think it really matters. Yeah, and you, you touched on
1: it, Gabby, but one of the lasting memories I'll have of this year's camp is seeing uh, – Shamar Stewart standing there with Greg Rousseau on one shoulder, Jalen Phillips on the other. Uh, clearly, some some strong recruiting efforts there by Miami. Uh, next, next guys I think worth discussing are we'll, we'll group them together, right? Because they're teammates. Uh, out of American Heritage Plantation, Marvin Jones Jr., the four-star defensive end, and Earl Little Jr., the four-star defensive back. Both guys worked out. Um, which which kind of surprised me. They worked out until the the camp kind of got lightninged out and, and had to move into the IPF, but uh, they did dress out. They did get some work in while the weather was good. Um, I think, did you catch up with both of them, Gabby, and, and kind of what kind of vibes did you get from them?
2: Yeah, you know, I thought that just everything that they kind of experienced today was all positive. Uh, you know, these are two guys that have, it, it seems that my... Might be trending elsewhere, uh, but you know, I think it was, I think it was big that Miami was just able to kind of get them there. Like they weren't really expected to come. Like if they didn't show up, no one would have really been mad at them. But you know, they decided to come, and you know, not only did they come, they competed, and you know, just to see them kind of lace up the cleats and kind of see them get ready to work out. Like I remember seeing that, like for the first time, just being like, wow, like this is this is a big deal, you know. I feel like you're not going to come out here and work out for a staff that maybe you're not, like, fully interested in or anything like that or you have no really intention, real intention of playing for. So, you know, just to see those guys do that I think was a big deal. And, you know, the vibe I got from both of them, I mean, uh, specifically Earl, is that, like, you know, I feel like he, he really does – you know, like Miami as a program. Like he said, he, wanted to, he wants to keep building that relationship with Demarcus Van Dyke, with Travars Robinson. It, it seems like from his end, you know, there is legitimate interest. Uh, you know, I do think that Miami's probably going to have to keep working, you know, his parents, specifically mom and dad. But, you know, I feel like, you know, things between Miami, Demarcus Van Dyke, Travars Robinson, and Earl Little Jr. Are, are pretty solid, and I think that was why he made his way over here. Uh, same deal with Marvin Jones Jr. You know, I feel like, uh, you know just him coming over here, he was able to see how Jeff Simpson sort of operates, you know, they all went upstairs and watched film as a group, and I think that, you know, that sort of made an impression on him, and then, of course, seeing, again, the Jalen Phillipses, the, the, the Greg Russo's, the Calais Campbell's, you know, those types of guys that were just casually walking around there, I think it's, I think it becomes pretty obvious of what's, what's, potentially available at miami and what you could potentially do there you know especially at a guy with his size and at his position so you know i think miami did make uh you know at least a sort of a move or just made an impression on those two uh you know on saturday yeah and i did i didn't
1: get to see much of marvin uh, admittedly but i did watch a lot of earl little very impressive um definitely backed up his his high ranking uh, I believe every time I watched him, he didn't allow a completion, had a nice diving pass breakup on one of his reps, uh, would definitely be a big time addition for Miami if, if they are able to get in there and, and, you know, convince mom and dad, uh, to get on board, I guess. Um, let's move on. Other big official visitor, not, sorry, Sorry. not official visitor, other big visitor, to the camp was Wesley Besaint, the four-star Miami Central linebacker who became uh, infamous for throwing the U upside down during his Florida State um, visit the previous day. Um, but in a way, Gabby, I think him doing that kind of turned out to be a good thing for Miami because I think Wesley uh, kind of understood he made a mistake by you know, with, with that kind of disrespectful action and he wanted to make it right. And he knew if, if, he, if he came down to Miami for paradise camp, that would be an opportunity for him to do so. Um, let me just get your reaction, Gabby, cause, um, I know you have some interesting thoughts on the Wesley Besaint FSU thing and just the overall outcome of, of how it shakes out with Miami now.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean obviously like that's kind of like the the big thing with Wesley right now. I mean I I just think like you know considering the fact that he was on his Florida State visit, uh he did that. I know it made the rounds that it was encouraged that you know that Florida the Florida State staff encouraged him to do that and then you know he was he wasn't scheduled to be at Paradise. He was supposed to spend the weekend at Florida State up in Tallahassee and you know for him to make his way back down to Coral Gables for the paradise camp after all that stuff and again make those amends i think it really just shows uh really where he stands between the two programs because i feel like if florida state maybe was let's say the leader in his recruitment i think he would have just kind of ridden the wave there uh, rode the wave and just kind of stayed there and kind of just like sulked in it instead he kind of shifted plans very suddenly showed came back to Miami decked out in UM gear and in a weird way I feel like almost like I think big picture wise there's I feel like this could potentially help Miami down the road and just in sort of just being like hey you know what like you know these people like really again these are grown adults that are sort of telling the you know, a 17-year-old kid what to do. Obviously, there was some repercussions to that. And I think ultimately, you know, him making his way back to Miami, Miami being able to have those probably, you know, expected tough conversations with him after, you know, him sort of doing that. Uh, I honestly think that, like, I think it could potentially help Miami in, in the sense of just really just continuing to develop that trust between, you know, the staff, the kid, you know, his mom and his aunt was on the were on the visit with him too. So, you know, I think if you're, if you're Miami, you're able to have a lot of re- conversations about what really is important with wesley and ultimately i think big picture that you know probably helps miami in a sense and i don't know if that's a, a homer take or anything like that but i mean i think that's a i think it's a pretty fair assessment of how things could shake out if you know miami uh plays their cards right so
1: let me ask you this right because i think you and i are on the same page gabby like yes it was a disrespectful thing for him to do um to Miami, right? Who's putting in a lot of time, a lot of effort in recruiting him, building relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, Wesley is, is a mature guy. Like yeah. he's not, he's he he's not an immature guy. So um, it was surprising that that photo surfaced. Um, do you feel like him coming down to Paradise has has kind of mended that bridge? Is it water under the bridge? How, how would you say? You know Miami fans, because you know Miami fans were angry, and you know in some cases, rightfully so. Before Wesley kind of tried to make amends with a Twitter message, and then it later came out that he was coming down to UM. Do you feel like it's all good now, or should it be perceived as all good between Miami and Wesley?
2: Yeah, I, I think I think in a sense it, it could be all good. I mean, again, we're not a hundred percent sure of the conversations that he's having with those guys, but I think the fact that he, you know, really. Just made it a priority to. It's not just like a simple drive down the road. Like, he had to make the conscious decision to make like a six plus hour drive back down to Miami, like almost on, like, you know, really just had to make that decision fairly quickly in order to get here and all that stuff. So, you know, I feel like if you're Miami, I I did talk to one notable Miami alumni today who said that they actually spoke with Wesley Bassaint about the situation and explained to him, you know, why. Like, you know, you don't do that, and you know why? Like, you know, it's just not a good look to do those types of things, not only because of the Miami FSU rivalry, but because of, you know, just really, it, he just went back to relationships. Like, you know, these are guys that you've built really long lasting relationships with. These are guys that, you know, have been there, you know, for you throughout the process and all that stuff, and, you know, have been on you for a long time, and that you just don't do those types of things. So I definitely know that there were some conversations, at least from, again, I feel like if the alumni are having a conversation with him um i'm sure some of the um staffers did as well um so you know i do think that there's amends in a way i do believe that these conversations are going to be had and i think ultimately you know this is going to be one of those things that they're going to be able to get over pretty quickly move on from and honestly again just kind of going back to trust and all that stuff i think miami comes out on the other end of this you know with a stronger bond you know just really just kind of going through this adverse situation with wesley i think it's a i think it's really only a good thing ultimately when it when it's all said and done agreed i think actions speak loud and
1: wesley's actions you know are telling to me in that regard as you touched on gabby so uh last kind of 2022s i think we're touching on that weren't official visitors that were there the homestead duo dante anderson the edge um, I believe he's a three star, or maybe a four. I don't know. Daniel Lyons, I think he's a four star as well, out of Homestead. Um, you know, they were on campus, I believe, what, Wednesday, Thursday, Gabby? They didn't work out at Paradise Camp because they did work out during that midweek visit. Um, what do you make of them being at Paradise?
2: Yeah, you know, I know these are guys that Miami's been after a long time. I know at this point and I know specifically Daniel Lyons is someone that Miami really, really wants. Uh, you know, he's only been to Miami and Florida State this summer. Uh, so I think that again kinda shows you where everyone sort of sits in his picture. He's not a lot of, like a lot of these guys that, that have taken multiple official visits. He didn't use not he didn't use a single official visit this summer um he doesn't really know if he plans to use all of them but i think oklahoma florida florida state uh you know maybe like a georgia tech type are probably in the mix for daniel lyons and you know with dante anderson you know he kind of indicated that florida state might be the team to beat you know heading into like you know the rest of this recruiting period Uh, i think miami might get an official visit from him georgia tech is another school that he did official visit um you know i i think the seminoles are probably going to be the team to beat here i know that again that's another school that's trying to do the dante anderson daniel Lyons homestead duo package deal type thing um i'm not 100 percent sure where miami sort of stands with the whole package deal with just like you know a lot of targets still on the board and all that but uh you know i think florida state should be a team to watch there i think georgia tech is probably in the in the hunt there too
1: And I think another big storyline coming out of the Paradise Camp, Gabby, was the 2023 wide receiver board. Some of the top names for that class were there. Not all of them competed, but you had four-star wide receiver out of Gulliver Prep, Jalen Brown, uh, I believe five-star out of American Heritage, Brandon Innes, um, four-star Hakeem Williams out of Stranahan, correct? Yeah. And Nathaniel Joseph out of Edison. Yep and Jeremiah Shack out of Jacksonville Mandarin so lots of dudes there uh Jeremiah Shack did work out he impressed me to me he's one of the top guys on the offensive side at the camp did he make a, a strong impression on you as well Gabby
2: yeah, and I was actually able to see him earlier, you know, this summer too, uh, this month also at a at a camp that it was just one of those random Wednesday camps that he showed up to. But you know, Jeremiah Shack is is definitely a name to know. I know that Rob Likens likes him. Um, I just I, he was really good today too. I know David, you really liked what you saw out of him. I saw him make a few plays here and there as well. So you know, it's hard to keep track with a bunch of guys running around, but he definitely stood out. So I mean, yeah, the whole basically the top, the entire top of the wide receiver board for next cycle was there with Brandon Innis, Jalen Brown, Hakeem Williams, Nathaniel Joseph, you know, at least of the local guys of the, like, you know, the Florida products, you know, a lot of those names were there. I think it was a big deal that all those guys are walking around, kind of hanging out and stuff like that. But, you know, Jeremiah Shaq being the only guy that competed, I think he showed a lot.
1: Yeah, just a few nuggets. I was told today that Miami, you know, it's early, so got to say that uh, ca- caveat at the start. But... Uh, at this stage, Miami feels really good about where things stand with them and Jalen Brown and Hakeem Williams in particular. And then Jeremiah Shack told me after the camp that Miami is his leader. Now, I, don't, I think Miami's kind of early on him. So that's probably a big reason why other schools aren't necessarily on him all that hard yet. But still, Miami's making a strong first impression there. Quarterbacks. Uh, Raheem J- Jeter Out of South Carolina Who I guess uh, has a connection To Jaleel Skinner the tight end Out of South Carolina that was on an official visit This weekend Camped was dropped off in a What's it called again Slingshot Slingshot, Sorry I'm old and washed up <laughs> uh, Tyler Aronson was there From the Benjamin School 2024 and Colin Hurley 2025 Was I guess offered at the camp what did you think of the arms that were there? To me, it was hard to judge. Uh, the rain made made the balls tough to grip uh, for large portions of the outside camp. Um, but, you know, some guys made some nice throws. I think Jeter had a live arm. Aronson, you know, he shows some ability for a 2024. And then Hurley, you know, he, he has good size for a 2025. Uh, it's hard to really judge those young quarterbacks, in my opinion, but he certainly has some upside.
2: Yeah, I, again, I, I do. I agree that it was pretty tough to judge. There was it was raining a lot of the time, especially during the outside portion of everything. And so, I mean, I feel like it wasn't fair to really judge any of the quarterbacks off of that. Uh, once they made their way back inside, you know, uh, I do agree that uh, Jeter was was definitely an interesting name, especially with the Jaleel Skinner connection. But then I also think he showed a, a couple of good things being, you know, twenty twenty three, uh bigger body type, you know, definitely a tall, a tall kid. I would say probably like maybe 6'2". Uh, so I mean definitely an interesting name to know that that sh- sort of just showed up to paradise um, aaronson, you know, I feel like the I feel like, you know, he does have a live arm, you know He does have that sort of big arm and I still think he needs to kind of work on, you know Just using it properly and just kind of, you know growing as a quarterback uh, same thing with with colin hurley, you know, I think that he's a I think he, I, de- I definitely think he's an interesting name. Uh, you know, just him kind of just going into high school now. Um, you know, he, de- he made some you know young guy mistakes, through an interception to you know Miramar safety Darius Thomas on the first throw of you know the indoor action and all that stuff. But you know, you can definitely see where you know there's some potential with the with the arm that he has, and you know, being at a major program like Jacksonville Trinity, a school that's fresh off a of state championship, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if he's able to kind of you know take over things you know, there in his first year of high school and, you know, just grow throughout his high school career. So I could definitely see him being better, but I do, I do think that, you know, he's probably still has a ways to go as well.
1: So there were some guys trying to, you know, impress Miami today, earn some offers, Darius Thomas, you mentioned him at Amiramar. Miramar. Uh, I'll say this after the camp, he did see, he seems high on Miami. I do think he's highly interested in Georgia who, um, he says has not offered but is talking to him a lot I do wonder if Georgia getting a commitment from Jacory Thomas changes things there um so but Darius had a strong camp I thought uh Elijah McCantos quite frankly I didn't I didn't really notice him much to be honest Sean Wilson I think was a guy the wide receiver out of New York that that flashed a little bit to you Gabby
2: yeah, I mean I saw I mean I think he's just an interesting body type. I feel like he fits a lot of what, you know, Miami sort of likes in receivers. Uh, you know Dwight Boodle, he's at Miami Killian. Was at Miami, he was at Miami Palmetto, just transferred over to Killian. Uh, he's a guy that's picked up some some notable offers over you know the course of the month. I think Michigan, Indiana, Pitt uh, schools like that have pulled the trigger, and you know he had a rep against him that you know had me really intrigued. And both of them went up for the ball together. Uh, Sean Wilson just came down with it. You know, again a bigger body type, probably six three, maybe six four. I'm not sure about six five that he's listed at. Um, but, you know, definitely showed that he has those strong hands where he can go up and get it and kind of come down with it. So, um, you know, that was probably the the best rep that I saw from him. I didn't get to see a lot, you know, just with the, a ton of people out there competing, but those, that was one of those reps that sort of stuck with me. And it was just like, okay, like, you know, maybe this kid could really play.
1: Yeah. So I don't think any of these 2022 guys that are trying to, well, I guess Darius Thomas technically has an offer, right? Uh, But but I don't think the other guys necessarily earned offers, but it's good to evaluate, you know, keep the relationship going. I think of these guys, Darius might be the most likely to potentially end up in the class. not predicting anything, but I think he's probably the top top tier of those type of players that were in attendance in the 2022 class. And let's wrap this up, Gabby, with discussing the official visitors, just how they looked right, because it struck me how they are just impressive body types. Um, you know, the six guys that visited, you have Jacob Hood, uh, Jaleel Skinner, Devin Jackson, Demario Tolan, Zane Durant, Daughtry Richardson, right? Um, I'll let you take the lead here. Highlight one guy that you were like, wow, he he's an impressive-looking player.
2: Yeah, you got to go with Jacob Hood here. Uh, the, you know, three-star offensive lineman out of Nashville. Uh he came in at so, over six foot nine, uh, 370 plus pounds, like just an absolute looking n- good, too. looking good. Exactly. Not like a again, not like a disproportionate. Not yeah, not sloppy just a big just a big human and uh you know he really really just looked awesome and you know he was standing next to Calais Campbell and there like wasn't a noticeable like size difference in terms of like height and all that stuff like he is an absolute monster like someone in Coral Gables earlier this week when they first saw him gave a a Bryant McKinney uh player comp but not really a player comp but just a comp in terms of just his just size and just like how he actually looks getting off the bus and all that stuff so i think that says a lot about you know jacob hood and again a guy that is in sec territory with the school like georgia uh, i know auburn's in there too pushing so uh would be a huge win for miami to get a body like that i don't think they have anything like it like not even i don't i think he's bigger than Devon donaldson at least like height wise i think he could potentially just be a bigger just a massive human being like that so i think that would be a huge pickup for miami li- quite literally if uh, they were able to land him eventually
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I will say this. uh, You mentioned Calais Campbell. He might end up needing some huge, you know, getting assists if if Miami lands a large number of these official visitors, if they they land commitments, because Calais was working it. Um, He's an outgoing guy. I saw him working Jacob Hood, Dachi Richardson, uh, Jaleel Skinner. Um, the tight end out of South Carolina, DeMario Tolan. Too. DeMario Tolan. He clearly loves Miami and embraces recruiting. Um, so that was cool to see. Um, I will go with Devin Jackson, Devon Jackson. He looks the part as a linebacker, looks like an athletic linebacker. You know, he's reportedly run a ten-five in the 100 uh, just looking at his body type, you could definitely see that as a possibility. With the way he's built, he's built for speed. Um, and Jaleel Skinner, very impressive too. He's he's on the skinnier side, right? I, I mean, i not not that it's a problem. He'll he'll he has the frame to add plenty more weight. Um, but he is extremely long. He was kind of to me noticeably taller than Elijah Arroyo when they were standing next to each other. Probably had like two inches on Elijah, and Elijah you know looks the part at tight end so um it was an impressive group of official visitors that miami had on campus at the paradise camp uh i think it's worth noting too wesley Bassaint and demario tolan uh, were hanging out a lot together too during paradise camp so they clearly have a connection and a relationship so um we will cut it off here we'll do another podcast maybe tuesday um wrapping things up and gabby will have plenty of scoop as well from the official visitors on sunday so appreciate you guys listening again instant reaction podcast on the iphone so if the audio sounds wonky apologies for that but we wanted to get this out to you as soon as possible appreciate it gabby thank you guys